Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
can only purchase a gun at the age of 27. And you can only have one. I also heard that after one mass shooting in Australia in 1992, they drastically changed their gun laws. And since changing their gun laws, they have not had one shooting since changing their gun laws. You know, and and when I see other countries, you know, we live in what I consider a small world, and the world is continuously getting smaller. And when you see other societies incorporating rules in their world, that drastically change the dynamic or the violence in their country, you wonder why does America lag so far behind? It is just amazing to me that our president, who uh, we want to believe brings some kind of common sense to the table, doesn't bring any common sense at all. I'm going to share a few things with you guys that I'm aware of that kind of contradict this more guns, safer environment. We had a situation here in Orlando when UCF was playing their football games in our stadium in Orlando where a lot of young people were doing a lot of underage drinking. So they employed a lot of uh, police officers to try to reduce the underage drinking that was happening around the stadium. Now, these are professional police officers who have been trained to know what to do, when to do, and how to do it, related guns. They knew that there were different people in different people from different police organizations at the stadium, and they knew some of those people were undercover. This undercover officer went to stop or inquire about underage drinking at one of the parties, and he was met with opposition. And as he was trying to carry out his duties, one of the young men grabbed him because he didn't know who he was. The person grabbed him and tried to to fight him or subdue him or whatever it was, the police officer pulled out his weapon, and when the other officer came up on the scene, all he saw was an undercover cop who did not have on the colors, and he shot him. Now, these are two law enforcement agents who came upon one another not knowing who they were. So why in the world would you think a solution to 
solving crime would be to, to have teachers carry weapons. Officers come into the school, all they see is weapons. You want to have the general public, everybody in the general public, carrying a weapon, so when there's a robbery in a restaurant or in a convenience store and a shootout starts, how is the police officer going to know who is the perpetrator and who's the citizen? I don't see under no circumstances where having arming more civilians in a school setting is going to give more protection to our students. But these are the people who don't want to reduce the number of guns or put some kind of taxation on guns in order to have the money to do things that might solve the problem. I just cannot imagine that these are some of the, and they have talked about this for a while, long before I retired, about the possibility of putting teachers in this kind of position. Stability or liability would a teacher have if they fired their weapon and missed the perpetrator and then hit one of the innocent students? You, you just wonder where does this chaotic thinking come from? Um, Nate, you know how long you were in training. The fact that even after all the training that you were in, people made mistakes and people get killed by friendly fire. Why are these people not aware of that term? You know, it's... It's one of those things that, like you said, I've I've done a lot of training, and that that was my job as being a soldier, training for di- training for different scenarios. And you made a valid point. When is a teacher gonna have time to train as a soldier or a police officer, and at the same time be a teacher? Where is they gonna have that training? And, and um. And and not and and, and, and training for standard and not training for time. You make an excellent point on on miscues because with us they they send us to what they call close quarters um, combat. You know they put us in houses where they put us in scenario where pop up targets between uh, civilians and and um and uh, hostiles. And sometimes even in in, in training, I shot a lot of uh, hostile targets. It's very easy to happen, you know. And I and I'm supposed to be and I'm I'm the professional doing this. As, as time got, got by, went by, I got better at that. But we're talking about arming teachers, first of all, who shouldn't even be armed because that's 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 not their uh, their, their professional professional uh, aspect of it. And two, we talking about you want instigate a firefight between a hostile person and a teacher in a classroom with kids or or other other adults. Something bad's going to happen in that, and, and the term "friendly fire." I don't know where to get that term "friendly fire" from, because we call it uh, fratricide. There's nothing friendly about fire, not one thing. And every person 
who carries a weapon, I'm going to be honest with you, shouldn't be carrying a weapon, whether they're to defend themselves or not, because you got some people who's quick on the trigger. I don't want my mm-hmm. child in the classroom with a teacher that's quick on the trigger because they don't got bullet in school, and they see something uh, um, that's not even there, and I don't want them pulling out their weapon. So you make an excellent point on that, and because, like I said, go, I go back to the question on where is that teacher, that individual is going to get the proper training? How are they going to fit that into their schedule still carry a class work, a classroom on low at the same time, and and not only that, are the students going to know that teacher's carrying a weapon? Are there going to be drills for the students to go through just in case that happens? They do fire alarms and tornado drills and stuff like that. Are they going to do a firefight drill for the students so the students know what to do when something happens? Because these are things that we have to implement before we start putting these things into practice because you. If something bad's gonna come out of this, I'm telling you, I've been in firefights. You know, nothing good comes out of good out, comes out of a firefight, especially like you said, if one person can identify another. Suppose there's a substitute teacher one day coming to school and they have a weapon. You have another teacher drawing down on another teacher. So you make a very excellent point right off the bat about friendly fire and and what what is the point that they're trying to get at? They don't want to decrease uh, salt. Uh, assault weapons. They want to increase it. At the end of the day, it's all because of the money. If it wasn't no money involved in this, this wouldn't even be an issue. It wouldn't even be an issue at all. Because there's money in it, and they have the audacity to vote the way they vote in front of those students while they sitting up there with a slap in their face. So you know what they're telling us to do? That every district, when it's time to vote, re-vote and put some new state senators in there to get what we need to do to protect our kids. Thank you. Uh, Reverend Smith, I, I want to come to you because you you know you have experience. Listen, I, I'm uh, I'm just using what I think of as common sense. You know, the last thing you want when you grow out, you grow, I would think you would want is when you're coming up into a situation where there's an armed robbery or a bank robbery, is to have a bunch of people inside there with guns who are not. The perpetrator, you know, and so you then uh, got to try to figure out who who is friendly and who's not. So why do people keep trying to suggest that more guns are the answer to chaotic situations? Good evening, everybody. <laughs> uh, what you're saying is um, idiotic. Um, I could find a whole lot of adjectives to um, um, say about it, but it's stupid. Nate had it, hit it dead on the head. You know, people that's never been in a firefight, they never, see, there's a difference in shooting at a target and when somebody's shooting at you. Come on now. Okay? You can shoot at a, a black silhouette. Or a, a, a metal or, or a piece up there, you can do all of those things because you you're taking your time, you're laughing and joking and having fun. But buddy, mm-hmm. when that when that gun goes off and somebody's shooting at you, your adrenaline begins to flow, and you go stone. If I mean, I don't care who you are, you have to be direly trained to maintain yourself. You really do. 
So if to put more guns in the classroom is idiotic, it's, and they do that, James, in order that they don't have to talk about taking the guns away. They want to put mm-hmm. more guns out there. So in order to do that and not to say anything to upset the NRA, they talk about, oh, man, they're going to put more guns and we're going to give some more to the teachers. And, and this one guy stood up and when the president was talking in, the, in that discussion, and he stood up and talking about we Marines and we law, ex-law enforcement. I ain't going in no classroom. Where no fools shooting no AR-15, and I got a nine millimeter. Think I'm about to stand up against all that? Bob, get out of here. That's not even making sense. Mm. And ninety percent of them know that. They know that, but they are afraid to say anything. That's right. You, did you notice that most of the people in the meet were not cops? I don't know if there was any cops there. Any real cops, okay? You can find a lot of nuts out there, but I'm talking about real cops who know the real story, or a real American uh, uh, soldiers who know the real story. Our problem is the NRA and the money, monies that they are spreading around. They're giving so much, I mean, so much money to these folks. To say no Trump is not a, it, Doing this whole discussion Did you hear him say one word About gun regulations No mm-hmm. That one mm-hmm. young man I I saw That was from one state Had the little beard on his chin The last one to speak I believe And he spoke about uh, The second amendment Of the constitution was, Which was giving us as individuals, them rather, because we weren't even in the in the mix during that time, they were. We were. They, it was giving them to write the right to band together as a militia, a militia to protect themselves against the French and the Spanish and the Indians or whomever. That's what the Constitution was doing. It had nothing to do with individuals owning fifty thousand guns. And shooting up the world, and but we got an eighteen-year-old here who went down and bought a gun, purchased that gun. Y'all hear what I say? He purchased that gun. That young man legally can't even go and buy a drink out of the out of the liquor store. Can't even buy a drink out of liquor. Just got to the point where he's able to do anything as an adult. At all But he can buy that AR-15 And he can go into the military And get killed But he can't even buy a drink Uh, It's all about money It's all about money See it is just amazing When Reverend Smith brings up the fact Not only did he buy one gun Throughout that year he bought five And I'm just saying how in the world can you suggest that a 19-year-old cannot drink alcohol, can't go to gamble, but yet it's okay for him to have the freedom to buy a weapon? And then suggest that the solution to these 
individuals is for there to be more people carrying weapons in their everyday lives. And then you don't even take into consideration, do you understand that when you have four or five teachers on staff that have weapons, that one of those teachers at some point in time are going to flip and he's going to shoot a student or shoot another person. Here in Orlando, we had a principal come back to the school and shot several principals because he was involved with a teenager and he was about to lose his job. So now you tell me with all the personal issues that teachers have that you want to give them weapons so that if they get in an argument with one of their coworkers, that they can go back and get that weapon. I mean, it is laughable that they don't see the problems that will arise as a result of giving four or five teachers a gun. Mm. Well, good evening, everybody. And, James, first of all, can, can you hear me okay? Uh, to your point, James, those are, those are just selling points. They're trying to sell the majority uh, of persons that that's, that are that are identifying with this issue, they just kind of sell them. They, they give they're giving them a bone to appease them temporarily. All right, so that's 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 what that is right there. But let me go back to something that you said initially about the state of Florida uh, and how it's uh, disappointing that they seems not not be willing to step up to the plate to resolve this issue uh and 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 your your expectation of them being uh, uh in the position of being on the cutting edge of things that being said the persons the special interest in charge of everything I'm, I'm gonna stick to that point I'm gonna stick with that philosophy the special interests that run everything. I'm going to stick with that for a minute, and I'm going to try to give you an idea why I do that. They have the same um, compassion and the same optimism that you have for your state, your state being, I think, the, thought, the, large, the third largest in the nation. They understand that your state, Texas, and California carry a lot of weight. All right, so uh, when they buy into your state, they buy Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, and whomever else is in that area, or from that area. Um, they are betting by dollars. Now, these are the dollars that, that uh, Nate just spoke about. They're betting by dollars that, in the long run, they can control the issue. Okay, so they seem okay. to be doing that. Now, remember, a few days ago, I spoke about these shootings and the victims of these shootings. It's nothing but collateral damage. Okay. All right. So when it comes down to um, Nate spoke about also these people having the audacity. Now, I think that's an important word. When you put the word audacity on steroids, that's what we're dealing with. People that have the audacity that no matter what you think, and no matter what you say, we have the audacity on steroids to believe that we are right and we're going to do what we want to do regardless. Now, 
surely there are going to be some collateral damage. Okay, we get that. When you, when you speak about uh, other countries that, that have a, a handle on their situation, where their their situation is nothing like our situation, because our situation is being pimped by people in power, and they're using the Constitution and Christianity as a sword. Because they know that there's some that don't believe in Christianity, but they also believe in the Constitution. And there are some, and there are a lot more that believe in Christianity. And if they can sell the people in the, those congregations, if they can sell them the fact and so and, and, and with needle and thread sow Christianity and patriotism to their to their wants and their needs, then they got it made. They got it made. So, you know, we are in a real technical situation. I said we were tweeting back and forth before you came on the air, and it was me that said all the money is in the big money is being placed on the NRA. They're gonna win in a very short. Now these girls in this movement, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of they're gonna have a lot of things going on. The midterm election, but it's gonna be a firestorm right there. But we're gonna see how it ends up. In 2018, dealing with this issue right here. Thank you, Jim. Um, I want to just uh, say this to you as we're talking about this, and I'm going to go to you, Cheryl. You know, I, I'm a math major, so I spend a lot of my time thinking about numbers. And purely, mm-hmm. majority of the issues that we have when it comes to people acting out are people who are in a certain age range. And if you notice, the violence that takes place on college campus are usually directed at one individual. One man having a conflict with one man, or one woman and a man, or something of that nature. Now, we have had instances of mass shootings on college campuses but they're limited to less than 10, if I remember correctly. And it may be limited to less than five over a 20-year period. So it says to you that the age has a lot to do with the people who are going into these high schools and going into these schools killing people nearly majority of the time are under the age of 20. So if you are got any common sense at all, it's easy to see that moving the age up would have a lot to do with decreasing the number of kids or teenagers who have access to these weapons. And their parents then ought to be held accountable if they buy the weapon and give it to their teenagers. So just the numbers tell you that the age should be increased. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, When you look at it as number-wise, you're right. 
it should definitely be. Now, when we talk realistically, it's not going to matter. I mean, as far as putting the law there, that's good. We've gotten into the place where we get things so illegally that although we want to control the gun laws, we can eliminate a lot of um, deaths, but we also have to get to the individuals because these are the ones with the guns. You know, and I've read and I've been looking over what other countries have put things in place where they don't have the killing that they um that they that we have here. So your number factor is is right. But we still gotta start working on the individuals. And there's so many things that's held by the wayside. You know, when we talk about the shooting in Florida, um, one student said that it was reported numerous of times to the school, the things and the behavior and the threats that this student, this young man made. So we are not doing our job as far as taking threats taking these things seriously. So we have to hold more than just the gun control accountable. Why did it not go no farther than the students telling and something being done? And she didn't say one time. She said, and I think I read many times. She didn't say numerous. She said many times. We ignore a lot of things until it gets to this point. And then we want to wonder why, or, oh, how did this happen? What happened? Where we can stop a lot of things if we become, if we take and participate and show interest. And just the same thing with the FBI. You know, it fell through the cracks in so many different levels. So the numbers, you know, it makes plenty of sense. The age, you're right. But we got to do better as holding those going down accountable as well. So, you know, that's that's how I, um, you know, from what I've been reading and what I've been, you know, hearing. And just from what, you know, you said as far as about the numbers and what I've been hearing everybody talk about this evening. And, and guys, I got to, uh, Joyce, before I let you get started, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give you a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm not sure if you're aware of. But they talked about that porn is a sickness and an issue that, we need to put money toward because porn is creating a devastating problem to our society. Now, these are legislators in Florida. Now, 
how in the world can they decide that they want to do something about the porn industry, but they don't want to do nothing about the gun industry? You know, how in the world can you, um, Florida was one of the first states uh, to take big tobacco to court and charge them for all the deaths that are taking place in the state related to smoking. But yet you have not taken one gun manufacturer to court yet. How can you have all these guns in the state of Florida and not, and you want to bring, you want to legalize marijuana in order to raise taxes, but you don't think about having a yearly tax or a, a tri-yearly tax on gun ownership and all the money we have to spend on gun violence. There are so many contradictory laws that we have against other industries, and we refuse to do anything about the gun industry. Well, that's because the gun industry got the money, and they're putting the money out to, to, to control the way that things happen. Let's go back to the number. And the only reason why that the numbers are adding up is because they are easy targets. Schools are easy easy targets now. School children. But it used to be poster, remember? It was poster, there was Vegas, work employment, those type of things. It was another big issue that I that I was thinking of prior to this. And um those are um these are adults. The reason why now you got your young people because of, of the, the easy target that is in place. Oh, airport. The airport was right there at your at, at Florida. It seemed like all these major uh, issues and all these major shootings are happening there in your state. Rubio, he can forget it. Those young kids are going to destroy him, and they made it perfectly so over the weekend when he stated that um, – it's no different than having nuclear. But the difference between nuclear, nuclear, nuclear power is not killing nobody. But your handguns and all these uh, uh, off-the-wall um, rifles and stuff, they are killing, and they are killing human beings. That's how stupid your Rubio is down there. He is pathetic. They need to get rid of him, and they're going to get rid of everyone who has something to do with NRS. I mean, NRA. It, it's ridiculous. And the reason why those other... Uh, uh, those other organizations that you're speaking of is because the money is not being put out like the way that NRA, they're controlling. But, D, as of today, everybody listen to what I'm saying. And you know, James, I can't predict a little bit of something. It's going to be a 360 on all of this because guess what? Your president has realized that he can be all about him, all of a change, and he can become a hero. Somebody's planting the seed, and it's right on CNN today. That he is always now he got an issue about these guns where he's gonna take a look at it and do more because he has so hard felt as to what was brought to him today in the in the discussion. That ain't why he's changing his mind. He's changing his mind because he wanna be a hero. This way that if he can do this and all these parents and all these kids and the whole bit, he feels that he can get reelected. Think about it. Now, it's all about Trump. He want to say that he have done something that no other ever president has been able to do. You know, he ego tripped now. And they've told him that he could really, really change everything, three and he can come out and mark his state in history. What do you think he want to do? 
do exactly that. So it's going to be altogether different. I see a different outlook. Please listen to what I'm saying because if you're looking at the news and you're looking at where it's going, you're going to get a lot of them that's going to be changing their minds because these kids are serious by letting them know that if you are about guns, you out of there. So don't even think you're going to have a second, a third term, or no other term. you got to go. That stand is made perfect, perfectly clear. So, Mr. Trump, he's been, but Trump was the main one who, he, he, his platform was that he'll make sure that the guns stay in their hands. It's going to be a battle down the end. So we're going to see exactly what side of the road he's going to plant his feet on. Thank you. Uh, Nate, it's amazing. And so I'm going to ask you to address it. You, we um always looking to raise money on those people who cost us money. We we raised, uh, we took uh, big tobacco to court. Uh, we looked to, uh, since we can't do nothing about marijuana, we looked to tax it. So why in the world, with all this gun violence that we have and the reduction of productivity it causes, that we haven't thought of, raising tax money on those gun owners who uh, are bent on having these all these weapons at their con- control. Well, the one thing about it, they 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 hide behind the second amendment. That's 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 what this whole thing is about. They want to hide behind that to justify the mass production of 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 guns and everything like that. And this thing is is a money maker. Like you said, you take the money out of, since we are talking about no, we take the money out of, this is not even an issue. You know, they're not making the money off of porn um, 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 like this um, when it comes to weapons. Even even the government, um, when it comes to contractors, um, right now in the Army, is looking at it, replacing the M4. So they they out there testing different, uh, testing different weapons. This is a repeated cycle that's going to continue to happen. And it says that the Army does get rid of the M4s. What you think what happened to those M4s? They're gonna go right back to the uh, store to the manufacturers. They're gonna put them right back in the stores. There's gonna be even more weapons on the street. They don't want to tax it because they don't want to rub nobody the wrong way. And when they rub somebody the wrong way, that dollars are being taken out of their pocket. Like those um, one thing I liked about what those what those students did at the high school, they had a list of every politician. Well, I ain't gonna say every politician, but they have a good uh, number of politicians who receive different types of money of the NRA. Now, this is a simple question. Why is the NRA giving politicians money? I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry because they want their agenda to be passed. And once their agenda is passed, they hide it behind the Second Amendment to justify what they're doing. The pornography and all the rest of that stuff, they can't hide behind no amendments or anything. So it's easy to take all that other stuff to court or, or, or say we want to put money in this to stop this and that. See, but we can't do that when it comes to firearms because the firearms are supposed to be about protecting society. But let's talk about another aspect of the firearms, everything. What about the black market? Even though we do, if we do come up with some kind of laws where we, where, where we reduce uh, 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 firearms, what about the firearms that's coming into the streets illegally? What about the ones that are coming into the country illegally, the black market? It's, it's not hard. You know, we harping that a young man bought a, 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 a weapon at 18 years old. But just as but just as that said, it's just as easy for him to get one on the black market as on on a legal market. So we have to we have to deal with that as well. And they know it's coming in. 
they know how it's coming in, but at the same time, they're not really doing enough about that. So we got two sides of the fence here we got to fight. We got to fight the legal side of it and also the imported stuff that's coming in here that's not legal. And they're using the the Second Amendment to hide behind it and to justify what they're doing. And as long as NRA keep putting money in their pocket, we're going we're gonna to come back to the same answer no matter how many different ways we ask this question. As long as the NRA can put money in their pockets, this is going to be a continuing problem. But like the young lady just said, we do have a president who's going to try to play Superman on this, who's going to try to turn around and say, look what I've done. And we are a nation that's always reactive instead of being proactive, you know. So we just need to be proactive and get what this conversation that we're having on a larger scale and, we, and this conversation should be talked about every day until people had enough and enough when it comes to the midterm elections, get the right people in there to do the right thing. Thank you. It is amazing to me that all of those legislators in Florida got uh, A ratings with NRA, and they are just doing their bidding and leading young people to slaughter it just tells me they're cowards, that when you uh, allow money to be your reason for voting and and leaving our children to be sacrificed in these schools because you want to keep that money flowing, is ridiculous. I agree with you, James, on that. And, you know, as I was sitting here, and just kind of praying about things a little bit while we were talking. And I was listening to what Joy said, and I listened to what Cheryl said and everybody else. And, you know, it, it came to my mind when we are, when we are actually talking about this and the people that's in the legislatures, I mean the, legisla- the legislators, that's, let's put it that way, I'm getting off. But when we talk to those people or we see those people and they got their audacity to want to mess with the prostitutes on the street because they are selling themselves. And I look at them now, and that's what the Spirit was just leading me into. They are prostitutes. They are actually prostitutes because prostitution doesn't necessarily have any, a lot, of things don't have to do with sex. You, they are actually prostituting themselves to the love of money. Prostituting themselves to the love of money. And for that, our children and a lot of adults are dying. And like Nate was saying about the imports, yeah, we know exactly that they're who's bringing them in here. We know exactly where they're coming in, just like we know that all of the drugs are not coming in through Mexico. They're coming in. A lot of them are coming in through Miami, but you never hear anybody say anything about the Cubans because of their block of votes, okay? So it's it's messed Mm. up. The whole situation is just totally messed up because of the love of money. And it is destroying the fabric of this United States. And I go back to what Joyce said again, and she is, I just believe, and I felt that, Joyce, when you said it. You're right. You're right. It's got nothing to do with Trump. 
it has something to do with these young people are saying, we, y'all ain't going to do nothing about it. We sick of it. We sick of it. And they're going to do something about it. Believe it or not, a lot of them turn 18 this year. A lot of them turn 18. All, all they got to do, the people that are in these parties, especially the Democratic Party, anybody, they get out there and mobilize those young people like Obama did and get those young people to run in behind them about this foolishness, we're going to see some changes. I really believe that, like, like Joyce was saying. I really believe because enough is enough already. Enough is enough. I have great-grandchildren going to school, and I have some grandchildren going to school. It, it, age, it, it's, a, it's ridiculous. And what are we going to do about it? And like Nate said, we we got to keep discussing this thing, but we got to make sure that it, it falls on the ears in our churches and other places. When I go to church on Sunday, I'll be talking about this. And when I get up to, to do the worship service, because we must continue to talk about these things. We must continue to look at these people as being whores. They are whores prostituting themselves. Not for sexual favor, but for the worst thing in the world, the love of money. That's it for me. Uh, D, you know, it is amazing that we have ourselves, you know, you and I went to public schools, and a, a lot of us went to public schools, but I never, just like those kids talked about, only thing we did was fire drills. You know, I do remember uh, there being some uh, TV ads about Russia. But for the most part, we were innocent children going to school every day, not worried about being shot. How can these children function when this is becoming their norm and adults seem unable or unwilling to do anything about it? Well, uh, I've heard a, a lot of good things being said, and uh, I've been able to put together an outline of what we're talking about. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, this is the synopsis of the whole problem. Um, you know, we're talking about firearms and the accessibility of firearms, and, and I get all the idea from listening to Nate. Uh, him being a professional soldier and all, and the things that he says um, are the underlying unseen issues in a lot of what we're having to deal with. And again, um, the people that that is taking advantage of these uh, firearms uh, are just out of control with them. That's why the the NRA, uh, the lawmakers, and Donald Trump, they want us to. Uh, concentrate on the mental health issue of it and not the firearm themselves. Now, uh, Nate spoke about the firearms, but he said something also in his in the, in the same breath, and he spoke about weapons. And and that brings to mind about the manufacturing of weapons. Firearms is part of the problem, but it's the manufacturing of the weapons that is, is something that we're not really paying attention about. And who and who helped uh, manufacture these weapons? Well, it's the manufacturers 
along with the government, the Fed partners. And so, so when it comes down to the NRA want to be in control of their part of the pie, and when it comes down, if you don't, if you if you cut us out, the weapons are going to be sold through the black market. Then, if that happens, the government will be cut out of the pie. That's this just like that's why they want to legalize marijuana, because if if, you, if you're going if we're going to partake in it anyway. And if you're going to be sold, then the government want a piece of that pie. So if the NRA can't be in control of, of it on the face value of it all, the black market will, and then that will cut the government out of the piece of the pie. When it comes down to these firearms in, in, in competition with porn, it's, it's two different, two different, uh, two different um, ideas. So um, I mean, there's there's really no comparison. It's like apples and oranges. When it comes down to the uh, midterm elections and then election in 2020, well, unfortunately, Democrats can be bought just as well as Republicans. So um, you know, and I I kind of think that Donald Trump is going to flip. Of course, you know, he, he, if he stays on prompter, uh, he'll he'll go through with the demands of the of the, the ladies and the resistance and the movement and the um the idea of doing something about banning the uh, the assault weapons. It has nothing to do with shotguns, rifles or handguns. It's all about the assault weapons. And the and the modifiers that turn the uh, uh, semi-automatic, uh, semi automatic weapons into almost automatic weapons. That's what the issue is. So uh all of that is yet to be seen. Thank you, James. Cheryl, but what drives me crazy, Cheryl, is that, you know, you had New York City wanting to put a tax on on soft drinks, large soft drinks, because of the health issues caused by all the sugar and soft drinks. So they wanted to tax all these drinks to try to reduce the uh, consumption plus raise money because of the burden that it was putting on the state. Now, if you were going to do that with soft drinks, what about the burden put on the state by the loss of life and the loss of productivity by our citizens being murdered at the rate of 30000 a year? You understand, you know, why don't we put a tax on these guns so and our ammunition so that we have the resources to try to change the direction of our country? Well, why would they put um, tax on the guns? For the simple reason, it messes with their money. But, you know, and everybody hit it and was so true about it. This is strictly about the money. It doesn't have to do anything with a person's life or trying to um, make more individuals safe. This has nothing to do with it. It all had, everything has to do with the money. You know, everything Joyce said, everything that Pastor Smith said, everything Nate said, everything that Dee said, was is so true, 
and the basis of it all is the dollar. So why would they? I mean, they're going to tax whatever they could, but if if they even talked about it and they said it was not a good idea for whatever reason, and if it messed with the money, then it was not going to even come off the table. So they're doing things to benefit themselves. They're not looking at, you know, those lives that were gone, that um, with these children mean much to them. You know, just like I read many people say, it was a good performance. It was great poetry that Donald Trump read. All of it. The words are empty words. No meaning. Even these students. And, you know, that's what we've been talking about for a good while, is that this younger generation, because, see, they're fearless. They don't care. They're going to get together, and they're going to make things happen. And again, I say, we as the parents have to stand behind them because they're not going to be quiet. You know, we've, a lot of us have gotten to the stage where we will say anything, do anything to make things happen. But these individuals, these students, they don't care at all. They posting it on um, social media. They acting up on it. They are going to make noise until something gets done, and they already said it. So it doesn't matter what all other things that they try to um, deteriorate us from thinking about the guns. It's still, it's still not dealing with the issue at hand, and they're not dealing with it, and they won't deal with it until they are forced to deal with it. And I believe that these individuals, these students, educating and just like they said, constantly repu- repeating over and over, talking about it to help people. Because you know why? We have the voices have to be louder than social media. I mean, I'm sorry, um, the um, the TV, and because what they're trying to do is drilling us to think a certain way. But the voices that are being heard, the individuals that experience and going through the pain and firsthand experience, those are the voices that need to overpower what we constantly hear on CNN and on the news and over and over again. Because, see, what they want us to do, they want to brainwash us to believe what they are reporting and get us to look way of facts and the fact that lives are being lost because of the the guns because they want to keep the money it's all based upon the money you're you're so right and Joyce you know it just amazes me that we have left those people in Las Vegas so quickly and uh You know, at what point do we stop allowing ourselves to forget? And hopefully these children won't let us forget and that we'll be doing something about it. 
I'm just, you know, I just, again, when they talk about common sense, they ought to be taxing every person every year for every gun they have in their home. The majority of us, when I look at the numbers and I see what they're talking about on TV, the majority of citizens don't even have a gun. And then the, the, uh, it is even a smaller minority that has more than one. So you don't, the majority of citizens are not the problem. It's these people who think they want to go out there and have multiple guns, just like this young man had five rifles he obtained in less than a year. Now, why would a 19-year-old need five rifles in one year? You don't. And um, Cheryl, D, everyone, you're forgetting about what this year is. This is the year of revealing. Everything is going to reveal itself. Look what is going on. Even the big boys are falling for in Hollywood, swimming, gymnastics. This is the year of a change. It's a new beginning. Young people are not going to let you forget it. That's different about this group because every day that they go to school, they got a reminder that making them make sure that they don't forget it. They're not going to be able to go into that same building where all the shooting and the killing took place. They want to tear that down. Every day that they step their foot on that campus, that's a mission that they know that they got to do. They got to make change. They're going to bury it in your mind, and this is not going to be a new story that's going to fire up today, and about a month from now, you're not going to hear it. You're going to hear about this day in and day out until changes take place. You already got your big money behind them because uh, Cooney and his wife and Oprah, they gave so many millions already. Now you're going to get all these other movie stars dishing that money in. Now, just the other day, James, you said that that's what we need to get behind them. They need the money and support. They got that without hesitation, and they're going to get keep getting it. They got a GoFund that is just breaking all type of numbers. These kids are on a mission, and like they said, for every day that a, 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 a legislature is in office that has voted for an you got to go. They done put everyone on notice. Your Rubio down there, he can forget it. Secondly, I was so proud of our news this morning because we had this, this gentleman and his, his, his son. They have all these rifles, but they had one of those uh, MRA-15 or whatever you call that rifle. Well, they broke it apart, and he said that they stripped it so bad because they didn't turn it over to the police because they didn't want it to get back into the street. But he said after what had happened, he said that he told his son that they got other guns for their home protection and for hunting, and that type of rifle is something that they don't need. I was talking to my son today, and he said, Mom, when you think about it, that type of rifle, when you if you take it for hunting, you, you won't be able to cook the meat because that, that type of stuff that blows you away, that breaks you up to pieces. So who needs a uh, gun to do such a thing like that? That gun is only to kill, and that's who they target is right now, is those young people, and those young people said, not no more. Think about it. Who would want to do that? Who would want to have a gun to even shoot an animal that bad? This is ridiculous. So our young people, more power to you. Let me know what I can do to get behind you, and I definitely want to go and stand beside you. So that's where I'm at on this. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break.
we'll come back and let everyone have their final thoughts. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place need to just 
decide that no more is enough, and we're not going to allow our society to continue to go down this direction, that we have a different direction that we want to go in, and we're not going to continue to allow the desires of a few to have the control of the many. I want to thank all of you for your continued support. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And understand that we have to be a part of the solution, part of the problem. Take care, everybody, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we discuss the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... I'm a lady, so I must say class.